Welcome to the Mando Fan Show, everybody. That's right. We are back and we are live on the Resistance Broadcast YouTube channel. So thank you for joining us. I'm John. That's James. That's Lacey way up there somewhere. Yeah. And our guest, our first guest of the Mando Fan Show this season is Kevin from Toying Around and the Boba Squadron podcast. Kevin, welcome to the Mando Fan Show and TRB. Thanks for coming. Hey. Hey, thanks so much for having me. What's up, everyone? So very excited to be here. Want to ask you, <laughs> Kevin? So, you. if people don't know you, um, tell them a little bit about yourself and toying around Boba Squadron and what type of Star Wars fan you are, if you can even specify. Oh my gosh, um, Boba Squadron! It's just uh, it's supposed to be a podcast, but we mainly live stream and talk about the shows that we all love here. Right? That's why we're mm-hmm. here tonight. Um, I'm on with Livin' Levita Yoko, who streams on Twitch. The Fallen Fett. Paul, who you all know, plays Carson Tava. And um, it, we're just different Star Wars fans from different eras. So it's like there's different perspectives when we talk about these shows. Um, and then on the channel, I, I'm like a toy collector. You can see everything blurred out in the background, but there are action <laughs> figures and collectibles. So it's mainly like a show. It's a channel talking about collectibles. I stream every Thursday. I do unboxings and have guests you know, who make toys or make things for toys or have great toy collections. So, you know, it's just a pretty loose hangout, open open up some stuff uh, in terms of what kind of Star Wars fan I am. I don't I grew up like I got into it in the prequel era. And then, you know, that's it from there. Just buying the rest buying. is history. Yeah, the rest is history. And then galactic the, history, the, the toy collecting <laughs> was more recent, I think, when Black Series started doing because six inch scale mixing with other toys and i'm like okay i can get into this and then it just got deeper and deeper and deeper and (laughs) more and more content so i'm like all right this is like this is my life now (laughs) no longer like a like a closet star wars fan you know it's just i think Lacey posted a reel the other day it's like oh you've made your whole identity based on star wars or something like yeah yes i I did yeah i relate to this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think we all do to a certain extent. Definitely me saying like, okay, I'm now that Disney's bought Star Wars and they're wiping all the canon and stuff, I'm going to start to absorb all of the content. And with that moment, I did not realize I'm going to start a podcast and like do this whole thing. And it's going to be like a second job and all this. It's like, it just sort of became my life when you make that decision. And at any point I could have said, this is, this is starting to be a lot. I'm going to back off from this, but you don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't. When I have like friends and family come over and like, this is our downstairs and whether it's to watch sports or just hang out, I'm like, all right, let me turn the lights on. And then it's like, bang, back there's a giant Star Wars sign. <laughs> All the Star Wars posters that uh, my wife is patient enough and, and cool enough to let me have up there in that nook. And then I have all the kids toys on that side, you know, but uh, it's really good to have you, man. Uh, I'm really excited to talk about this episode with you. And of course, oh, thank James you. and Lacey. Um, so to everybody watching with us live, uh, we just want to ask you to, if you don't mind taking a moment to like the video, subscribe to the channel, all the classic stuff. Uh, reminder that Super Chats are open. Uh, so if you want your comment read on the show and for us to react to that uh thank you very much in advance for that and subscribe to the channel please uh, we're trying to grow this thing back since we started fresh a few months ago so that's youtube.com slash at the resistance broadcast and last but not least the reason we're able to do shows like this live um uh, with these amazing guests and the extra videos we're doing and all has to do with our support on patreon so if you're able to 
uh, patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Uh, we appreciate any and all support. And one last shout out to Apple Podcasts for listing us as a featured podcast for The Mandalorian. So we found that out like an hour ago yeah. or so today. So, cool. so thank you to Apple Podcasts. That was so cool. And I like show my wife. She's like, oh, that's pretty cool. I'm like, pretty cool. It's Apple. It's, it's the homepage for Apple's on. podcast section. Like, <laughs> they were like, you know what's big? The Mandalorian. You know who's really talking about it? The Resistance broadcast. Boom. Right yeah, there. I was yeah. loving it. Look, so Kevin, exciting. you probably know like when you tell people like what you do and like when you tell nerds and like like us what you do, we're like, that's amazing. But you tell like a friend of yours who doesn't like that stuff. They're like, so what do you like? Why? What are you really what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. To the average person is like, oh, oh, OK, cool. But then you're like, come on, <laughs> this, this is what I do. Like, like, why aren't you excited? Why are you not? excited? <laughs> yeah. But and then they're like, sir, this is a Wendy's. Yeah, exactly. Like we are out of baked potatoes, so if you don't want that, just move on. Yeah, no chives, no nothing. Um, But we are here to talk about the Mandalorian because the four of us do love it, as do everyone in the chat and everyone listening on their favorite podcast app. So we're gonna get into it right now, as we usually do, to kick things off and warm up the jets of the uh, N1 Starfighter. We're gonna rate the episode. On the Pedro Pascal face scale, as always, half points count as well. And then we'll give you our average between the four of us. And then we're going to flip it over to our patrons and see what they score this episode at and get to a couple of their comments as well. Um, but Lacey, before we get into the ratings, I sense through the force that we have a super chat. We do. We have a couple. So first up, we have Qui-Gon Jay. Thank you so much for the super chat. Hey. And he said, I feel so rewarded as a Star Wars fan. This is why we watch Clone Wars, Rebels, and everything else. This episode gave us everything we wanted. Yes. I got to tell you, Clone Wars, Rebels fans are living the life these past oh. years, <laughs> like above everyone else. And I'm loving it, watching it happen. Like, oh, I love these things, too. but i wouldn't say that like i'm the biggest diehard rebels or clone wars fan which is fine we all like different things but seeing the payoff for those fans that have just been like you guys should watch this thing and then now it's like no like you literally should or you're not gonna understand other things yeah um but thank you qui-gon jay we really appreciate that and you're right um and you are 100% right. Next, we have Chris White. Thank you, Chris. He's one of our generals over on Patreon. Thanks, Thank you, Chris. He said, congratulations being recognized by Apple Podcasts as a featured podcast for The Mandalorian. Finally being recognized for what we already know. Hashtag hands down the best. Thank you, Chris. Ah, we really appreciate it. It's thanks, one of those Chris. like really un- unreal feelings when you're you know scrolling Apple Podcasts. And I send these guys screenshots and they're like, are you sure? <laughs> And I'm like, yes. Sometimes you're like, I checked on other phones. I checked on multiple phones. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But thank you, Chris. It's it's so appreciated. We it's awesome. And then we have Che Rambles, which I like your picture. It's a bunny. I like that. Uh, Obsessed with all the Grogu noises in this episode, we will definitely hear him speak this season. Eight out of ten, Pedros. I agree. I think we are. Like every he gives a little bit more each episode. I feel like we're finally gonna get some words according to pelly he said his first words yeah which was what her name pelly yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but she's we all know she's a liar which we learned in yeah, this episode yeah, yeah. and we'll get to that later yeah. um thank you che. thank you so much yeah. and uh now we're just gonna get to the discussion yeah so we, chase che i guess kicked it off with the pedro scale with eight out of ten uh 
spoiler alert, we're, we might be a little higher than that between the four of us. So uh, as our guest of honor, Kevin, we're going to kick things off with you. Um, what did you rate Chapter 18, The Minds of Mandalore, of The Mandalorian? Oh, my gosh. It had it had almost everything that you would want in Star Wars. L- not like Space Battles was last episode. So I gave it a nine, though. But like, you know, like you said, the payoff for uh, Clone Wars fans and Rebels fans, um, you know, just just so much in there that just made it a great episode made it i, I watched it 1.5 times today we won't <laughs> talk about the other 0.5 we will but, not <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah it, it, it was great and you know i'm just like to be able to come on and talk tonight with everybody like this is super cool super cool yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, that's a great score. Nine uh, doesn't doesn't get too much better than that. But now we're going to go to Lacey for her score. What did you give this one, Lacey? So before people get mad at me, I gave it an 8.5. <laughs> Why would and they get mad? That's a great score. Because I'm usually like 9, 10, 9, 9.5, 10, 9. Didn't you give the, the reason- first episode ever of The Mandalorian a 10? I think so. I gave last <laughs> the last episode an 8.5 and I truly loved that episode. This episode's completely different. Still absolutely amazing, but different levels of awesome. So I was like, I can't reasonably rate this higher because I had just as much enjoyment of the other one. Mm-hmm. So I gave them both an 8.5. Nice. I'm sort of the stress of picking a score for yeah. these episodes. Again, so I'm interested permanent. to see like how I'd rate I think seasons like at the end of this, if we go back and say season one, we give it this season two, we give it this because it's just, there's so much pressure in doing episode yeah. to episode when you don't know what is coming. Yeah, I'm surprised had- I still haven't done it, but I want to go back and I want to yeah. like look at everything that we've ranked and like get a picture of like how I ranked it in the moment and all this. And, and for you guys too. We've and we've had some guests who are like, I don't know if I want to give my rating. Can I just come on and not give my, you know, but <laughs> yeah. um, it's on the internet. With- you know yeah exactly <laughs> someone's gonna come back you said on episode two that's a nine are you kidding me yeah and then you know and then you have to you have to backtrack or i'm not gonna they... lie i've booed both of them before by giving like a lower score than it deserved i'll be like boo <laughs> i'm gonna I'm a poison your sandwich <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> no those are like weird threads that you would get online you're like why what oh jeez. see this yeah. is what i'm talking about preston in the chat is saying you gave one episode of andor six i'm sorry preston if i did <laughs> <laughs> yeah there you go they'll never forget Don't. ever um <laughs> all right he so, has a list he's like yep yeah i uh yeah he's like steve buscemi and billy madison he'll just or, never forget yeah. or uh what's his name ryan in the office where he's like or just jots it down yeah <laughs> um all right so Lacey, i'm with you i gave this an 8.5 um similar reasons i have this um optimism and confidence that there's greater things ahead so i didn't want to vault myself too high yet but 8.5 for me same score i gave last week as well um and i really loved it and this is one of those episodes where it just kept getting better as it went along and then by the end i'm like oh i wish it didn't stop there i wish this was one of those like dump all the episodes on disney plus so i can go right to the next one uh things but uh we'll we'll get to that next week but 8.5 for me uh how about you james um, I was, I, I'm, I sometimes think I should have probably gone for the nine, but I was really debating between the 8.5 and the nine. And I did go for 8.5. Um, I figured going with eight last week and then bumping this straight up to 8.5, you know, definite improvement on that first episode. I still kind of felt that the, the 
the first part, uh, not boring. First part was kind of slow. Last part, kind of slow, except for the obvious the very ending. Um, but right in the middle, I was like just totally in on the episode 100%. And anybody that watched last week, Mando Fancho, um, when I was saying things like, guys, like I texted them and I was like, Star Wars is back. Part of it was not so much just the first episode. It was me watching first and second episode and seeing the, the this creature in the middle and the fight and the dark he grabs the dark saber and all this stuff and I just I was like this is so awesome all of this you know so it was kind of one and two combined was why I was so excited but two in my opinion was a step up from the first episode so eight point five all right so uh if the math is correct we'll see it up on the screen now the big reveal is that the four of us gave this an eight point six on the Pedro Pascal face scale, look at all those smiling <laughs> Pedro faces. Uh, and that's actually how many shows he's in right now on television. So it works yeah. out perfectly. I was going to say, <laughs> that's what that's our week. That, that last one where he's like just 6%, that's Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, all right. Now we'll check in to see what our patrons gave this one. And they gave chapter 18... Uh, written by John Favreau and directed by Rachel Morrison, and 8.9. So a little bit more Pedro for everybody, which is never a bad thing. Uh, mm -hmm. it's great scores that. all around. Yeah, look at that. Very smiley. He's very happy this week. Um, mm -hmm. All right, so now we'll get to a couple of comments uh, from our patrons. First one is, uh, I believe one of Lacey's favorite names on Patreon, Grogu's Wrinkly Head. Uh, <laughs> yes, and that, him and uh, Colton Bliss. Colton Bliss. And wasn't there one? Kibbles and Sith. This is Kibbles another and one. Sith. Uh, but Grogu's Wrinkly Head chimed in this time and said 8.5. What a great episode. Holding back the nines and tens for later in the season, you know it's only going to get better from here on out. It's kind of where I'm at, uh, GWH. So appreciate the uh, comment. And then we have Matt Chitty, who we should be seeing in London uh, at Celebration. Ooh. Matt gave it a nine. So he's with you, Kevin. He said, I was on the edge of my seat throughout. Loved how it just dove straight into Mandalore. Lots of Easter eggs and one huge one at the end. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, and he said, Din is going to unite the Mandalorians. So very cool. Appreciate that. Those comments and great scores all around. And before we head into the Mando code numbers, I know a lot of people want to jot that down. Speaking of writing things down, uh, let's get to uh, that super chat that's out there, Lisey. So there is a caveat to this super chat. It's actually not about the Mandalorian, but it's about celebration. So Miles, thank you so much for the super chat. And I'm going to promise you right now, we're going to discuss this super chat on Monday. Because yeah. Monday we're doing an entire celebration episode where we're dedicating all your questions and thoughts of what's coming up for that event. So we're just going to take this question and bring it to Monday and I'm going to give you a shout out there. But thank you so much for the super chat um, because we want to spend time on your question. And tonight we're kind of focused on the Mandalorian. But thank you so much. So stay tuned for Monday. Thank you, Miles. Appreciate it. All right. So next up is the Mando Code. Yes, it's back. It's our season-long giveaway contest in the spirit of being bounty hunters. You have to collect things, and I will reveal a number on each episode and on our season finale for the Mando Fan Show. We'll reveal the final number and how to submit your guesses on what the code is. 
to win the Mando Code bounty. The grand prize is a Black Series. Kevin's like, oh man, I got to get this code down. You probably, <laughs> you probably already have this though. Uh, the Black Series Mando, Ahsoka, and Grogu action figure three pack and a Resistance Broadcast logo t-shirt. And we might add some things along the way here. We'll see how that goes. But the second number in the Mando Code is two. So hopefully you remembered from last week what the first number was and you collect along the way and good luck to everybody on your journey as little giveaway bounty hunters. Um, do you have that figure pack? I don't want to put you on the spot, Kevin. Do you have that? The, uh, th- that's the vintage collection, right? No, I don't think. No, it's Black, the full Black series. The three. Oh, Amazon exclusive. I think. Um, no, I think this came from Hasbro. Oh, then no, I don't have it. I'm just guessing. <laughs> I, I already have the, the figures um, separately, yeah, 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 I think. Yeah. So for me, it's it's hard. And all to... they do is they repackage it. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I think one of my friends did a count and like Mando has been reissued like 11 or 12 times. That and Boba Fett. Yeah. Boba Fett's like 10, I think. 10 or 11. So they're, they're you know, they're up there. And I get it. the clone troopers? I, I, would, would you count the clone troopers if they're different? Uh characters i guess or different yeah, squads yeah or units technically i mean this is just like every time like when i watch a show and you know this episode it's like oh you know bo katan's going on a mission with grogu i'm like first thing in my mind's like that's another two-pack they're gonna come out with yeah yeah it's with a differently character. painted like armor or differently painted um like pram that he rides in will be a little bit different mm-hmm. or it's got the dark yeah. saber in the yeah. packaging or whatever. Bo-Katan yeah. with the dark saber, yeah. Is her armor a little bit darker, or was that just because they were in a cave? And it did look a little different. Like her whole outfit looks a little different. Like her hair is obviously very much different, and her headband mm. looks a little different. Yeah, mm. it, it looks great though. So you know, there's another looks so opportunity good. there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so now it is time to get into our main discussion about the episode in its entirety but just to get things going uh we're gonna go around and each pick what our favorite moment or shot was uh or line you know something like that from this episode uh so kevin do you want to go first or would you prefer to to go last or i'll I'll go i'll go first Um, all right this is like a combo like a shot (laughs) from this scene bo katan fighting this this spider like droid or whatever it is in the mech suit but when she slid under it and sliced it with the dark saber from the bottom like just that angle and and just showed how how swift she was and comfortable with the dark saber I'm yes like, damn that's badass especially after mando fumbled like at the beginning of the episode and you're like oh he's still on like mm-hmm. beginner mode with that thing <laughs> he's still yeah. Yeah. It, he was you like... know it makes you question how much time everyone spent with the dark saber between Bo-Katan and and Sabine and and Mando, you know how much time they had between each episode. But that's yeah. my that's my shot right there. <laughs> yeah, Mando was like when he swings it, it's like when uh, a baseball hitter on deck has donuts on his bat. It's just like this weighted thing, and then she grabs it. And it's like a toothpick, and she's like, "I got it. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. All good here." Um, that's a great pick. I think that might be a common theme, but we'll see. James, you're up next, buddy. Favorite shot or moment? Uh, I didn't want to go next because that was my favorite shot. And oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. Because usually I'll I'll pick up something else, but I'm afraid if I pick up something else, it'll be one of your guys's. So it's okay, I'll just James, say this. Whatever. 
Well, I'll just say the same then. That really was my favorite thing. It was the, you know, there's a big thing at the end, but like there's also this big section in the middle. And I just loved everything about that creature from the second he grabs him to, you know, fighting Bo-Katan fighting him later, um, coming back multiple times um, and it being predictable and yet unpredictable. I just, I don't know. I loved everything about that whole segment in the middle. Yeah. Um, we got a theme here because I'm right in that spot too, but I'm going to hone in on when she first picks it up and first ignites it. Cause it just reminded me of that sort of Excalibur moment in movies or, you know, when it flies into Ray's hand and TFA or when Luke first holds his dad's lightsaber, it's just, I know she's had it before, but in terms of seeing her finally get it back after all this obsession and the questions that are then swirling in my mind about, well, do these rules really matter? I was going to say, does it count now? now? Cause he got I disabled. It's like, or disarmed. he lost it and it went and from someone else. It. Yeah. So that little spider, uh, droid so alien eyeball thing. Disgusting. Took it, which I'm sure that it has a name on Wikipedia already. Someone's going to put it in the chat what that thing was, but it took it from him. So technically okay. it was transferred and then she picked it up. So I think it's fair game. I think, and Amanda, if Mando really doesn't want it, then that's his opportunity to be like, thank God, I don't have to get killed. Oh my God, just take it. Please just take this thing. Take this away from me right now. So I, mean, I don't know. I think that might be fair game. But Lacey, how about how about you? Are you are we four for fouring this thing? Is it uh, also in this uh, area for you? Well, before I say that, I do want to ask Kevin, do you think that then it's hers if she picked it up off the ground? I mean, I was more concerned with like the tension. Like, <laughs> why is there why is there no no beef is she going to challenge him now is she you know gonna he picks it back up is she gonna say something so i i don't know it's it's so like where are the rules where are the rules you <laughs> you have a tablet in the in the water about about the mythosaur but not these clear rules that you should have for transfer of of, of ownership of it's funny you were saying um, you're saying that there's tension because there were vibes i was picking up this whole episode and the vibes were that there's something else there outside of just the tension of her being upset with him. Like I could see it progressing into like a friendship and then beyond a friendship because they both are very kind of on the same path of what they want. Um, but obviously he's coming from a different background than she is. So there's like a little bit of conflict there, but by the end we saw them like completely different. But um, my favorite part was definitely bokatan fighting i thought that was just so sick like she was just so awesome and on international women's day that's right Woo! um i my favorite shot though is definitely of course it's always going to be this is <laughs> the slow push of the end on her face as she realizes that he's going to go into the water which by the way there was a moment there, there i was like is he gonna get naked like is this about to get real weird <laughs> what because <laughs> he didn't specify like going into the water so like i was watching and i was like is this is he about to take his armor I mean, off in front of Gro- except like the helmet except it the probably helmet. would have He's answered gonna... a lot of questions because i'm sure there are other people out on the internet it's like what, what are the rules here right How because usually it's like get? oh you have to get into the water so i'm like well that's probably heavy to get into water with anyway mm-hmm. but there's yeah. a push on her where it goes like really into her face where she's realizing like, wow, this really matters to him. He believes in this no matter what he's going Mm -hmm. to do it. No matter how much I'm throwing at him of being like, this is stupid. Why are you doing this? Like being very jaded. 
there is a side of it of, oh, he truly believes in this. And this is someone that can help me and help Mandalorians come together. And I think that realization was there, that there's something more going on. Mm. Um, So I just love, I always love a slow push. That's like my jam. Me and Spielberg love a slow slow push. Even leading Um, up to that. When when she talks about her father having given his life for Mandalore, and he says, right. you know, this is the way she looks at him. She's like, yep. "There's like this a is the way, right?" Because the whole episode, yeah. she's kind of just like, "Ugh, you're so annoying. <laughs> like, get away mm-hmm. from me," you know. And then finally, when he still is persistent, regardless of like basically being have straws stuck in him and like blood sucked out of him, like he's still like, "No, I need to go bathe in the water." And she's like, "Okay, geez, all right, yeah, let's do this." So I think just realizing, wow, this is important to him um, is making her believe again. And yeah, the 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 myths about Mandalore being like unhabit- uninhabitable, unhabitable, in- inhabitable. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. that yeah, it was poison. They couldn't breathe there and stuff. And all those uh, those those legends about it went up not being true. And maybe she's turning a corner like, you know, maybe maybe they're they are into something here. And that's like maybe another hint about the merging of the beliefs and the bottom line being like, we're all Mandalorians and, you know, we'll see. I do. (laughs) I wonder though, like Lacey made me think about it. Like when he did go in with his full armor, I wonder if he thought it was just like one of those hotel pools that say like no diving because it's only like four feet. And he was like, I'll be fine if I just walk in with my armor. It's funny you say that. John, because I did do a watch long on Patreon, so I'm doing these like reactions live with the episode. And when he stepped in, I it fell, and like we'll get to it. But like he's so far down in <laughs> my reaction, I went, "Man, there's got to be something in there because he's really far down there, and that's a far <laughs> way to fall on your own, you know." So, so then, and then in my rewatch, see what I'm st- well, I'm still not sure, like if he was, because it was implied that he was pulled down, but it seemed like it, right? Skywalker style, yeah. Yeah, but then it doesn't that doesn't seem to line up with just like her going all the way to the bottom, picking him up and then easily getting out, just having a brush with the creature like if the creature was trying to do something. I don't know. It just seems a little weird. So it does kind of feel like he just sort of stepped off and the the armor pulled him down. He couldn't get up because mm-hmm. it requires her to use the jetpack and stuff. Yeah, his jetpack was off. Know. He yeah. took it off, too, because I like if it seemed oh, like right, he was right, being yeah. pulled down. But then mm-hmm. why would a creature pull him down? Just toss him at the bottom unless there was a trap but then it didn't turn out to be that way so i'm like okay so was he just did he just sink like a sack of bricks or yeah, I, was, I wasn't in potatoes sure might float that. but let's, that's might. why i paused i i, I also wanted to mention it. Too, I, I did look it up it's unidentified spider being that's the official name okay <laughs> and uh no just to, to talk about this for a second because this this uh there's obviously religious overtones here for this this whole segment um and even in mandalorian in general about like um bo having lost her faith in the people and uh and dinjarin being a man of faith and wanting to be baptized in this cult again you know in this religion that he has and all this and her uh being that person who's lost her faith is like now like looking at this tablet and and you know making fun of it and and that's easier for her to like she still has it in her where she sort of wants to believe in that thing but it's easier for her to joke and tease and and play it off but with this guy taking it so seriously and in a lot of ways like proving that he's that invested in this concept she 
thinks maybe it's not all lost. Maybe there is a possibility that we could like, because all of her confrontations with him before is just like, oh, he's that crazy cult guy. But now that she's getting to know him, knowing that he's capable, knowing that he's smarter than he maybe appeared at the beginning, um, all this coming together, it I think she's starting to identify him as a leader or a person who could rebirth this Mandalorian culture and faith. And uh, I don't know. I think I think Lacey's dead on with like that's the slow push. The, all this episode is her just like coming to kind of terms with, you know, all of that and. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it's such a good episode for her. Um, oh, as, she as shined well in this episode. I, yeah, I think it was her episode more than anybody yeah. else. I think he might have been pulled under just because, you know, Favreau wrote it. He's a fan of original trilogy and Star Wars tropes. And like Lacey, you brought up like the Luke Skywalker thing and the garbage disposal. Wall, he just yeah. vanished. And R2-D2 vanishes in Dagobah when he gets pulled under by that dragon snake. And it just seems like something Star Warsy, and 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 the other thing is like if, if the creed and and the code is like the Mandalorians typically go in there to do that, you know, Kevin, maybe they are stripping down and going in, or or, or if they're going in with their armor, like they couldn't have all been falling down there. So I, I, I'm wondering if maybe he was. <laughs> they they couldn't make another plaque like, hey, don't take more than five steps. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Watch Not drop. Or- <laughs> the, like you know how they have the feet thing it's like three feet to ten thousand feet yeah. you're like uh-huh. when we when we learn more about what because obviously the mythosaur mythosaur that's coming back we're, we're going to be seeing more of that in this but it's like I, when we learn more about that lore and stuff it wouldn't surprise me if this is like a somewhat i don't want to say sentient being but like somewhat intelligent to the the sense of like it's part of the lore like it knows that when people walk in it grabs and it pulls you down and it's just part of the test or maybe that's part of just the or maybe features. it was testing her maybe it was testing bo-katan would she jump in to get him <clears throat> yeah it's possible yeah i don't know yeah um james i'm getting a little delay on you i don't know if it's the other screen or not but no that was me Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I was trying to make sure you get the extra view on my phone too. So, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, thanks, buddy. I was gonna say I think he opened it up on his phone, but we'll ignore it. <laughs> oh, I, I've done that. Um, but I, I uh, thought the same thing, James. I thought maybe he pulled him down for a reason, like to challenge him, challenge Bo-Katan. Like, and it could be a she. I'm not saying he, she, whatever. Mm-hmm. The creature knows who they are more than because he didn't seem like it was ready to attack her obviously now we're obviously going to the end start from the end working our way back here but sure yeah um yeah i mean i agree james we'll see it again we'll find out uh they're gonna make a giant toy of it without question kevin will buy it (laughs) can i make one comment really quick brian ward hey what's up in the chat actually asked how old is bo-katan and I actually know this because Katie Sackhoff said on the red carpet of the Mandalorian premiere that mm-hmm. she's between 47 and 51 years old. Yeah. That was yeah. the range she gave for Bo-Katan. Yeah. Aging well. Aging quite well. Very well. <laughs> Very well. Uh, um, all right. So other aspects of this episode we can get into. Um, obviously, from the starting point, we we, we revisit Peli Motto and uh, she's hustling. Uh, Rodians and and other people for money by stripping their ships. I think this was the, I think this was the first time we saw her sort of being like kind of a crook. Um, <laughs> but I also thought it was interesting that, <coughs> excuse me, 
because she's working in cahoots with Jawas and having them repaint the pieces and give them back to her and stuff like that. She's so she's gotten funnier and funnier <clears throat> as the episodes have gone on. Yeah, I mean Amy Sedar is like strangers with candy and even her like little bits in like Elf and stuff, which that's probably how she got this role. Fabro directed Elf and she was oh, the right. secretary. And, uh, receptionist, yeah. At Walter Hobbs. Oh yeah, excuse me. Receptionist at Walter Hobbs's uh, office. But and she loved Buddy the Elf. So mm-hmm. who doesn't? She but a um, gram. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh so I think um I think it was good to see her. I think she's gonna be one of those like Q, like James Bond. Uh, every season we're gonna see her and she may not have this big impact, but uh, it's always good to see her. Um, I saw some people saying it was a little too Easter eggy, a little too referency, but I enjoyed the exchange. I loved it. And I it loved every time she gets happy to see Grogu, you know? Yeah. And the thing, another shot, they're throwing around the Grogu puppet this season. <laughs> another shot of Grogu just jumping, uh, jumping away, yeah. which is so funny because you see stiffly. the screenshots yeah. and it makes me laugh so hard because he's like, Grogu's moving a lot. And like, well, especially in this episode, like moving along the ground, like sneaking around like missions, flipping in and out of ships and stuff. I'm like, oh, my gosh, man. Well, we got to ask Kevin because we speculate on this all the time. And I'm sure you think about it like in terms of Grogu's like development and stuff. Like, do you think he's going to start talking this season? Do you think he's going to start like, is he going to break out that lightsaber? Like, where, where are you at with Grogu? It's funny, someone on one of my streams the other day, I think, did some math. They're like, oh, based on his age, he should start talking soon, like compared to like a human baby or something. So maybe, maybe we're close to there if the math checks out. But, you know, he's putting to use his flip training with Luke from Book of Boba Fett. So he's unlocked that skill. If this was Jedi Fallen Order, I used his skill point for that. Um, So he's, (laughs) it's going to be more stuff. I was, I was curious how he was going to do the, uh, the, escape and rescue with with mando and someone brought up i was like that that would be a cool ride when he's on there and you're trying to zip out oh my god i thought and, the same thing right yes. one of the creatures comes out and there's a jump scare it's a perfect like kind of yeah. cart ride that they have at disney absolutely 100 yeah. percent. i'm still back on that math thing because that way they're he's long past talking if you're comparing that to human years because yoda lived for 900 right so let's just say that's 90 Right. So just drop a zero on everything. Grogu is 50 when he started. So he would be five years old. Yeah. 90, if you're just yeah. dropping a zero on, on that relation there. But That's don't true. forget that Yoda started training Jedi when he was 100. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the time is a little different. Maybe it speeds up, though. Maybe like like Kevin saying, like now he's going to start talking and then like they age up real quick. And then he's he looks like an old man for 800 years or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the chart would be like that. Uh, the pool of water in the mines it would be like this. And then <laughs> just completely, completely has a huge, See, huge. Yeah, clip. metaphors like that. Or that, that's 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 the beauty of all this stuff right there. That's why they did it. I love it. Um, the the So. I'm going to ask you guys about um, the whole because I I'm going back to the first episode of the season and where it started. And, you know, there's this giant beast that comes out of the water and the Mandalorians are getting eaten up. They're getting knocked around. They're struggling heavily. They're scrambling. They're hiding. And then here comes Superman. Uh, Din Djarin, the music hits and he saves the day mm-hmm. and I, I, I don't know if that's foreshadowing or that that's like sort of like the modern version of the the legend of the mythosaur 
because Bo-Katan in this episode says uh, the legend says they were once a, this was once a mythosaur lair and uh, the legend is that Mandalorians tamed the beast and thus the skull symbol is like that beast from the first episode sort of this um, metaphor for the Mandalorians not having it anymore. And they're not able to do what they used to do because the mythosaurs, arguably, I'm assuming, an even more intimidating beast than that turtle bigger, crocodile. Way thing. bigger. Yeah. The so, eye was like the size of Pokemon. Right. Yeah. So, big. so I guess my question to you guys, and he comes in and saves the day, obviously using technology, uh, not non-ancient technologies, using a, an N1 starfighter from mm-hmm. uh, the old Republic, but. Is that sort of the foreshadowing of he is the chosen one? Like he comes in, he saves the day while all of them are just scrambling, dying, getting eaten, drowning and stuff. Where their legend about the Mandalorians is they used to be able to tame a mythosaur. So I don't know what you guys think about that. Quick quick question to just to set it straight. Is the legend that Mandalorians used to tame mythosaur creatures? But I thought it was that one Mandalorian one time tamed one crazy creature and oh from correct me then on. i don't know yeah because i don't know that's that's the way i took it in which case like it's that's like it's like a chosen one type thing the chosen yeah. one then would lead the mandalorians because he tamed yeah so bo katan in this case would not have had to do that when she was a kid when they were right. very it's already been done and they were a thriving yeah. society it's like something of legend that she's like you believe these children's stories of the the mythosaur and all this it's like we've had the symbol forever but like it's so beyond her that she doesn't even think that it's real and she doesn't have any faith in it um i i do think it's a, it's a crazy symbol it kind of reminds me of like of avatar where they have like the one bird that's like really crazy Mm-hmm. And like yeah. he's able to tame it and bring it back, and they're immediately Jake like, Sully's like, "I'm riding that one," and they're like, "Yeah," and, and he's like, "This is gonna be hard, but we can do it." And when he comes back with the thing, everybody's like, "Oh my god!" So like, <laughs> like, whoa, <laughs> you know? Yeah, like they're just right. they don't even know that, that that proves something to them, and he knew that it would. So I think at some point, if you thought Boba Fett riding on the back of a rain car core was cool, I think we're gonna get Mandalorian at some point. I'm not gonna lie. Mythosaur. Yeah, I never imagined the mythosaur would be in the water. Like for me, it just never came to my mind that it would be in water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I did either, love yeah, kind of the monster movie moment of it opening its eye. Like that's such like a Jurassic Park, Godzilla, yeah. Solo, Star Wars, story. Solo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love you get the, that. The texture of the the skin, and then you're like, First, oh, you're like, that's no, 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 no. <laughs> and just the, the eyeball alone gives you an idea of how big that thing is yeah. in proportion to them. Right. Um, Actually, when you, when you bring up, you know, Din Djarin flying in to save the day and mm-hmm. in, in episode one, I like that. It wasn't just, I don't know where Bo-Katan comes and she knew to come save them. Cause for whatever reason she was tracking them. He's like, go get her. And they took the time to have Grogu yes. go and make the journey. And you can be like, Oh, do we really need to see the whole thing? They either just cut to him talking, Grogu talking to her, grabbing her and go but like, no, they made it so that it's not like that cliche of who, who's going to save us in the last second. Who will it be this time? It's like, right. They put in time to show that Din Djarin has been showing Grogu how to navigate the galaxy check use his ship check the radar and things like that and now they've set that up he can go do it and it doesn't seem as crazy when time comes that it's right. like oh now he can fly a ship and, and the moment where this. she's like i thought i told you that and he's just like hi <laughs> 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 exactly. and then she flips her her narrative where 
the whole time leading up to that, including the first episode of the season, she's like, goodbye, Din Djarin. Like, yeah, he's not going to make it. Yeah. Or, yeah, mm-hmm. like, you're you're going to die out there, whatever. And then she says, like, I thought I told you to get rid of him. And then Grogu's head pops up and she's like, is 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 Din okay? <laughs> right. She just immediately asks about him. I so. want a romance between Bogatan and Din. I'm rooting for it. I really I, want one. I still don't Dinbo. see it happening, but... If she's, if she's a princess and then like marrying into king and queen could be a thing but it's getting i just think game, that game they're both Thronesy. really lonely and game of thronesy for sure i agree why yeah. is bogatan lonely she doesn't look lonely when she's all alone in her temple <laughs> in her <laughs> giant I, I thought you were serious for a second and then the sentence <laughs> yeah. continued and i was like yeah, yeah there it is yeah oh by the way we we were talking about this earlier but we didn't clarify Din Djarin has the Darksaber back. She sets it down to the side, and when he picks up and says he's staying and not going with her, he puts mm-hmm. all of his he puts his gun away, his knife away, and then he puts the Darksaber back on his back pocket. So she willingly, like, she didn't fight or argue I guess over it's not that. Honorable and, to get it. Yeah, exactly. I think she. Yeah. I think that was a big question when she picked it up and used it that we all had. But I'm I'm gonna rely on the fact that just in that episode we saw him like pick it back up and put it on and she was standing there right there talking to him didn't say anything about it so it's just it wasn't it, it wasn't a question of whether that belonged to her or anything else yeah mm. i thought that's what i was worried about I'm like is someone gonna fight over this or are they gonna is this about are they gonna throw down and then he takes it off again to go in the waters and there's just so many opportunities i guess Imagine they're, they're you're not... the person you're like again you're just taking it off i don't know She's like sitting there, like. Ugh. Imagine he like he he cleanses himself and he he gets right again with the creed, and then like he like loses the dark saber, and then the armor just shows up with it. And she's like, "You are a Mandalorian, no more." Again, <laughs> he's like, again. Oh! "Now what do I have again. to do?" Again, yeah. you have to swim with um, two mythosaurs. So. So let me ask you guys, let's let's talk about something that we haven't really talked about much in depth, which is the, the creatures on this, other than obviously the mythosaur we've discussed. But mm-hmm. we had these like flying crocodiles. We had these giant guys that looked like they had spider faces, but they were like big and thuggy, swinging their bones or whatever. And then we also had these, uh, we had the the giant, like what we said, unidentified spider being. Like, mm-hmm. how cool is that scene, you know? Yeah, that creature. He sounds. He makes grievous like sounds. Like, like yeah. his, his voice box or how he talks. There's like some clicking sounds. I think that reminds me of of grievous. Is it like maybe technology from that era? Mm-hmm. I also what, was reminded was of um, the. You guys will know the name, but in Revenge of the Sith, when Grievous is standing there and he's got his guards and they have the the staff with the electric on the end, mm-hmm. the Magna guards. That Magna Guards, yeah. Yeah, he has um, that staff. Yeah, he has that staff or something similar. And then like just the way the body was and all that kind of reminded me of those those style uh droids and all this. It was just such a cool creature. Even even the the way he was captured in the very beginning, mm-hmm. I was like, I can't believe I'm looking at what I'm looking at. It looks so real and awesome. Which lends itself to the, you know, a lot of people have been saying, like, I think they upped the budget. And I know when we saw the clips and the trailers for this, it did look like it was gonna be grander in scale and you know, I don't know if that's, you know, the Andalor- uh, Andalorian and or pushing Mandalorian to up the ante. Um, the crossover but, uh, we all want. The, <laughs> the, the effects, you know, Hal Hickel, is, you know, tweeting about how proud he is. He should be. You know, the ILM uh, with Mandalorian with 
like you're saying, James, all these creatures in addition to everything else, the environments, like the Civic Center, which makes me think of Hartford because I'm from Connecticut, but the Civic Center uh, looks, reminding me of the Death Star 2 wreckage. And, mm-hmm. you know, we had Yoshi Vu on the show and he worked on that in terms of the uh, the generalist artwork. And that was, that's big. Like, that's a big thing. And it's probably in the volume or whatever, but it just reminded me of that vacant, musty smelling metal wreckage, like old. Yeah. There. Yeah. Well, I'm sure not many can see it, but yeah, you're pointing no, at yeah, uh, right. get, yeah. get it up there. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I feel like they took everything from this. And maybe they were listening to some fan critiques because most fans loved the Mandalorian season one and two, but there was the critique about the volume and noticing the the claustrophobic elements of some of the scenes. I really feel like this this season so far, um, Kevin, let me know what you think. It, it just feels a bit more cinematic. Oh, definitely. Like the surface of Mandalore, the way that some, some of it is shot, it's, again, very cinematic. I think... They're just like, yeah, this is this is going to be our cash cow. We're going to make, we should dump all of our, or, you know, a lot of our budget into the Mandalorian, given its track record. I don't know if it's based on Andor or not, because they filmed this, I don't know how long ago, right? So mm-hmm. it's probably about just... About a year is when they finished up, right? This time last year is when they finished. So they started about fall 2021. And Andor oh. was already kicking and, and yeah, you know, yeah, showing yeah. results. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So. I missed it the first time, but there was the Bunta Eve. It's not a pod Reference. race anymore. It's like drag it, racing, drag racing, right? I loved it. And I love that. That's what the fireworks were in the trailer. Cause we all were mm. kind of like, Oh, is there Coruscant fireworks? No, the right. Bunta Eve fireworks, which I, I apologize to everybody last week. I totally mentioned Pelimato and I didn't mean to, cause it was on my notes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, it was like, and then we got the Pelimato scene. Me and I was like, like, Oh, you made the trailer in the trailer. We saw her in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you're watching episodes back to back and you're doing all these things and you just have mom brain, uh, you're making notes and I went through my notes and I'm like oh we didn't really talk about this and then I realized as I said I saw the look on their face and I was like oh never mind never mind <laughs> um, and then you said yeah, yeah you said boot to Eve and I was like she knows she needs to stop <laughs> yeah yeah so I'm I, sorry I, about that I'm not someone to do something like that it was just it was a dumb mistake so I apologize I will say to go back to this Miss Sunshine says did you see the one speeder doing donuts yes I did <laughs> it was like <laughs> stuck in a circle or something um, and I think, I think this, um, I think what we saw was just another sport that happens on in Moss Eisley. I don't, I don't necessarily think that the, I think they're still pod racing. There's still the Boons of classic, um, all that. Another. But I, I think that, uh, th- on that day, there's probably a lot of drinking and fireworks and all sorts of other uh, sports and things happening. So um, I'm going to still say that pod racing is still thriving on Tatooine. Yeah, I can agree with Ned in the the comments. He says he wishes these episodes were longer. I totally agree, too. I felt this one felt a little longer than the first one, but I still wish, you know, I'd watch 90-minute episodes. (laughs) Two-hour episodes. (laughs) Like, give me all of it. Does that Um, just speak to how good it is and you just want more? Right? That is. Always. You could say, They could show me an hour and a half of just the Ancelans talking with baby (laughs) Grogu. Baby Grogu, so. (laughs) And the, the drag race stuff as you mentioned, Kevin is, uh, you know, he, I just feel like they make that stuff for, for George Lucas and they hope like he, he, it gets enjoyment out of it because he always, he's obsessed with racing and he like, you know, American graffiti, you know, drag racing, 
right there. And then, you know, he obviously is obsessed with uh, that element of it when he was making Star Wars, like when I was watching Light and Magic, the documentary, and they were just, it was so simple in terms of how they were describing it, where he's like, I just want drag racing in space. You know? <laughs> and he they, they throw that in there. And, you know, Favreau is a big George Lucas fan, very inspired by him. And you got Filoni right there, who's his heir. Uh, I imagine they're like, oh, I bet we up George is gonna love this. Let's throw a donut in there in the corner and like, you know, I, I just like to think that they want to honor the the maker anytime they do any sort of racing and punch it into Star Wars. Loved it. The I, Jawas were all dressed up. They had like, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> Decoration. I, I was gonna say how one, about R5? One... Yes. R5. Yeah, what did you guys think about that? A lot of people thought it was I too fan service but I liked he's it. He's been around, but... Yeah. I liked it, because Dave Filoni loves R5, and he was the one that, from season one with The Mandalorian, he was talking about all the details, like, oh, you have to have the oil spill here on R5, and you have to do this and that. So when I saw R5 back, I thought, this is Filoni. This is Filoni writing this in. This is Filoni wanting this, and that, to me, outweighs what any other fan says, because it's just like, you have the master saying, like, this is canon. This is real. And I love it. And I loved everything yeah. about it, made it funny. Like, even though it was a very serious thing, like him going to Mandalore, it was funny to me that the progression of Din Djarin from season one, where he hates droids, to then being like, okay, I guess I'll take anybody. Just come on, let's go. It, <laughs> it makes me think, because, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of the from a certain point of view short stories. I'll admit that. But there is that one story about R5D4 where he, he purposely busted up because r2 talked to him so that they pick r2 i'm i'm wondering now because when she said you know you're gonna go with him it started backing up almost like into the same personality as 3po like scared like timid where r2 is mm-hmm. like where i'll dive in here we go right <laughs> he's so electrocuting me think, like, people like he doesn't care yeah it made me think r5d4 busted his motivator because he's like i'm not going with them I'm not selling to this farm. I'm not going with this, this. I'm not going anywhere near these people. Get me back in that sand crawler. I don't want to be sold to these people. But either way, I, 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 I'm with you, Lacey. I, I like all that stuff. I, I service me as a fan. Do all yeah. the nostalgia. Let's go. Din went from hating droids to like talking to one like it's another being. He's like, stop being a baby. Then he ejects him from the back of the ship <laughs> and drops him out like the, uh, I don't know, the garbage chute. Onto the <laughs> onto the surface of the planet. I think it cracked some of the crystal too when it landed. <laughs> That's true. And then he was like concerned um, about it, so he went looking for it. Yeah, he's definitely well. A he didn't get concerned. Grogu got concerned and was like, and he was like, "Fine, I'll go look. Fine, yeah. stay in there." Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, but... When the uh, spider creature first showed up they were doing the close-ups of the eye and mm-hmm. i was like oh okay so obviously this is like there's an alien on the inside and and it's this glass or whatever but i was like i could see this being a moment where it's somebody looking through a magnifying glass and they even had like a moment where they were doing that and then they started panning up and it was the reveal of the creature coming out but i thought it was going to lead up to christopher lloyd oh <laughs> I really, right. I in the moment, I thought for sure this is like they've built it up to be this robot and there's this eye and you think it's this alien. And I thought it was going to be kind of a a, 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 a joke, you know, a misdirect that went. Are you, um, what? Are you the James Bainey, the same James Bainey, whose bold oh, prediction no. 
was that Christopher Lloyd Uh-oh. was not in the Mandalorian season. Or... I, I, it was a, a self-deprecating <laughs> thing because the thing is, is like, I don't think he's going to be in the show. I'm just throwing it out there. That was my bold prediction, even though he was reported. <laughs> but I was like, the, it was like the uh, solo kiss at the beginning or whatever. Our know what I'm talking about. We I did a quiz, like, Kevin, where we were like, like, watch one this. Of the questions... This is the moment. Yeah. This is the moment where Christopher Lloyd's going to pop out and it's going to be him and I'm going to be wrong and everybody's going to know I'm wrong. It wasn't, but I was <laughs> so like, James James has this like paranoia of being wrong about predictions and one of the best ones was that we took we do this quiz or we used to do it every time there's a star wars movie where you make all these kind of bold predictions with the quiz and for solo there was are han and kira gonna kiss and james said no and they kiss in the first two minutes of the movie like they're straight up making out and james was like Ugh. And Lacey like, and I so, were watching it together, and we elbowed each other like James is going to be so mad, he's so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. No, you have um, to call someone out on on bad predictions. We do it all the time. It's the best. Mm-hmm. Like, was yeah. Mando sleeping in the in the Starfighter from the trailer? It's like, oh no, some yes. people thought he was injured, and then some people thought he was sleeping. It's like, he why would he be injured? Yeah, I, I said sleeping, and I think I was the only one that said sleeping, or I called it out at least. You did. You said he was right, sleeping, yeah. and we—I just didn't even think he was because he's wearing the helmet. I didn't even get that vibe, but totally makes sense though. I'm realizing now I, I had not too many actual quotes in my notes, but the one quote I did have verbatim was what Bogatan actually said when she thought Mando was coming back, and she said, "Let's get rid of him once and for all." Yeah. So. She really does turn the corner and it shows her empathy when she realizes that he's in danger. So I don't think that she sincerely wanted Hate him love dead. love are very strong feelings, John. Very close on the spectrum of feelings. Oh, I know. I know. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that, that robot was harvesting Mando's body fluids for himself yeah what was right? that goo yeah like he, he's got I would pipes imagine... and stuff in himself yes is because... it gonna sustain him the thing that's oh, crazy is that he like that. had so as he was dragging him back with the cage and mando's on like his like little cage he's like oh god like mm-hmm. you see all the mando helmets as he's going through there so i think yeah. one by one he was taking mandalorians capturing them draining them and then pumping his little head thing full of fluids to survive yeah it's disgusting before. which now we're like season two the second episode's that bug episode and then this episode's like mud bug episode i was like what, what is this <laughs> what is going on bugs mud bug. but it, it was great though because when when din ends up going into the waters he's like physically hit, hit covered in dirt you know so that that whole kind of Cleansing. thing of coming out reborn and cleansed i'm mm. like oh this is pretty on the nose but also it works like arnold and predator almost verbatim this was a spooky one i'm not gonna lie this was a spooky episode and there were moments that i was like the jump scares and and i don't like deep dark water like the like the depths of the ocean terrify me so like yeah i think about like on our version like of a giant squid or a megalodon is like what the mythosaur is and mando's like all right all right Fell down There's a term for it. that fear of deep water. I forget what it's called. There's actual term. Yeah. For it. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I, I, I've famously said that my scariest animal is whales. Cause like when they show like people underwater and there's giant whales and stuff, I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's so you're so out of control in that moment. And it, it yeah. just, 
it's endless around you. I just don't, I don't like it. Yeah. So I have a mild <laughs> version of that for sure. It's <laughs> like an interesting it term. I hate water. I don't like whales. Well, you brought up that it was a scary episode <laughs> and that they're falling underwater with the giant thing. And I'm like, so, yeah, it's supposed to be for people like me that have that sort of phobia right. of like what's underneath I'm the water and how deep your phobia, James. Don't worry. Uh, you no, can be just... afraid of whales. I saw a video today actually of a guy underwater and a whale starts coming at him. And you can yeah. hear him screaming through a snorkel, like, oh. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. Like Bo-Katan did. <laughs> like Bo-Katan the, uh, did, which also kind of, yeah, a trope also for movies where they're underwater and like you see them kind of push back and all the the air bubbles come out. But I guess this gets into next week. Do we think they're going to fight this thing? What's going to happen? No. Fight? They're jumping out of the water. Yeah, I don't I, I think they're leaving Mandalore know. and like taking like going elsewhere for this episode for the next one. But uh, yeah, I, d- I don't is... see I don't see the next one picking up with like and it's out of the water and then all of a sudden they have it like gun battle or something. I, I think like it seems something more likely that we've got that's the tease just similar to the Pergale like that's the tease for something that will come later um, whenever that is like he will return uh with you know the 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 creature or something or we'll see him go down there and we'll see him fight it and then when he returns with it then it, i don't know it, it doesn't seem like something that happens next unless of course they fight it and they just run out of the building and they're like oh my god we blew our whole special effects budget <laughs> <laughs> what do you what do you think kevin i predict that mando goes back to the armor and says hey look i bathed in the waters and then she says show me the footage and he's like shoot i forgot to set my camera up because <laughs> was anyone else didn't happen <laughs> was anyone else like how is he going to prove to her that he did it is it is, he doesn't have like a bd droid that's recording what's happening like how is he gonna was he gonna take a picture Imagine from she the turns she turns to grogu that's and she's point. just like did he do it and grogu's like yeah, you know when kids yeah. say like the wrong thing when <laughs> yes. you need them not to? It's like, yes. oh, I didn't, I didn't, like, dad didn't say that. Please, please stop. Like, no. like people Did are going to get it? the police should... involved. The I only thing I can think has is... proof, but I, but he says to her in the recap, I noticed that he says, if I go and I bring back proof that I did it. Mm. So, so there is some sense that he was planning on proving that, although he may have said, I'll go do it, get out of the water get my proof together you know I, i'm not really sure what's gonna happen we'll probably get it answered she may also way. trust him Absolutely. because he didn't I have to admit too, it yeah. but he admitted taking his helmet off you know uh-huh. so maybe there's just that honesty in there she's that trust not there. she wasn't expecting him to come back she doesn't think he can do it so. i honestly so i agree with you last week, i agree i said this last week i think she gave him that challenge not because she wants him to do it because she knows he can't so she's like he'll finally not be here so like when people are like oh yeah if you can do this go do this thing and they never expect someone to do it they're just trying to get them out of the way how how about this proof she said it was cursed and the air wasn't breathable and all this other stuff so if he comes back and he says hey i did what you told me to and i can prove it come with me to the planet and you will find that it is not cursed that's my proof that i already went through this process because i I'm telling you it's not cursed. And if it, we go there and it's not cursed, then you know I'm telling the truth. That's and my proof. Let's let's get into uh, some a couple of things we want to uh, predict about next week's episode before we uh, close out. But the one thing I wanted to bring up real quick was right before he got accosted by the mech spider eyeball fluid guy, 
Mm-hmm. Um, he found a Mandalorian helmet in the dirt or whatever, and he like uncovered it. I don't think that was a helmet of anyone of, of notability, but it's clearly an example of like other Mandalorians tried to do the same thing and didn't make it out of here. You know, they, they got died. eaten by that guy. So the question is, is that them saying it would have also happened to Din Djarin if Bo-Katan wasn't there? Are they, I don't want to use the word dyad, but are they sort of like they need, that's showing that all versions of Mandalorians need to coexist in order for any of this to work. And again, alluding back to that beginning of that first episode. I mean, that's what that's what Bo-Katan has been saying this whole time, right? It's it's all of the factions that um, made made the Mandalorian people weaker uh, against the Empire because there's all the infighting. I don't know if that helmet specifically is representative of that, but that's definitely uh, a theme, a theme that Bo-Katan's trying to starting to realize that, like, you know, yeah, stronger, stronger together. Yeah, and she and he's clearly trusting Bo-Katan more, without a doubt, because she was right about it not being cursed and. Uh, you know, but he's still faithful to what he the thing, only thing he knew, which was you know the children of the watch. So, um, he has to be the one to unite everybody because he's starting to like buy into her shtick while also sticking to his roots. Um, and everyone will eventually rally around him, and maybe that's why he will be the one who keeps the dark saber. Um, we'll see. But in terms of next next week, um, who's directing? Is it Rick? Is Rick up again? Or he's no, he's doing seven and eight. Who's next week's yeah. episode? I don't uh, know. I, I don't know. I'll be honest. Oh, what do you guys? Yo, what do you guys think? It, oh. I love the shot of that ship taking off. And they came down like, into the on the planet too. Yeah, and she looked so happy to be flying. <laughs> that was just Katie Sackoff, just happy to be I know. flying <laughs> <in> space. <laughs> Probably. Absolutely. <laughs> they're like hey well, we got well, it in the first take when we had paul on he was talking about how he filmed his scenes in his x-wing and i believe they did it in the same cockpit that they had for poe dameron if i remember correctly and he said he, you know he had so much fun just being in the cockpit and getting moved around and, and that sort of stuff so i imagine you know after a bunch of takes maybe it's a little bit much but i imagine it's just like for especially if you're a star wars fan and, and katie certainly seems to love being a part of this but also being a fan of it in any mm-hmm. interview she's in she must have just gotten such a kick out of just being involved in any way possible with all those things that she did as a voice actor now she gets to actually physically do all this stuff as yeah. the character and similarly like, don't forget book of boba fett when we saw the inside of slave one and all that so cool mm-hmm. man it's so cool i looked it up um and uh Oh, I already forgot. Uh, I was going to say that Rachel Morrison <laughs> did this episode and uh, Lee great. Isaac Chung is doing the next one. Um, oh, okay. Nice. But, I, but I, I'm going to throw it out there too. Like I was really impressed with this episode as far as like direction of how things landed, as far as things were scary, things were tense, things, uh, Lacey mentioned like push shots, like all the cinematography of it, like everything came together. So uh, I'm putting her away is like uh, i want to see more from rachel mm-hmm. um that would be good in the future yeah i do want to bring I up this comment in the chat from sean hey sean how's it going thanks for your comment he said the very first scene of episode one season three oh. the armorer is adding water to the forge from a vial mando is going to bring her a flask of water as proof is that what that is i didn't pick up on that sean that is a good 
good catch. I didn't pick up I mean, on that, it, but it, now that you're saying it, I think of it. Adding water to the forge from like a vial. Like she pours yeah. it. Even last episode I mean, when she was making the helmet for uh, the new kid, she pours yeah. something into the water. That's, that's it. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I always wondered that what that was. Is just water cooling the, the metal? Like you heat but it up. But maybe it's when the it's, water from this. Pour- yeah, I mean, yeah. you're not wrong. Yeah, That Sean, would be cool, right. Sean. Thanks for your <clears> comment. We appreciate it. I didn't um, very cool. Are you guys ready for a prediction for next week? Bold predictions? <laughs> I, I don't think this one's bold, um, but I noticed that Noah Clore is co-writing with John Favreau, and Noah Clore wrote uh, for Book of Boba Fett for like seven episodes. So I think Boba Fett's return is back next week. Oh. Next week, he did yeah. get a name drop this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah he did, and she she was like, "What." Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, Pelimata says, what are the huts back? Are you going to overthrow or take uh, Boba Fett with you or whatever it was? Yeah. Yeah. The twins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's crazy because he's currently he's currently still the guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's as the next town we over. know. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Will we see Cobb Vanth? Ooh. Fennec Shand, too, because they come as kind of a partner. I mean, that's a good question because this is supposed to be a year after Book of Boba Fett, so you got to think he's all backed it up and ready to go with his little new arm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she, yeah, but but Pelly said in that statement, you know, you're taking Boba Fett with you or the hut's back kind of thing, so it implies that he's still ruling over Tatooine, Mos Eisley yeah. area, um, as opposed to Cobb Vanth. So I don't think he's there mm-hmm. yet. I don't know, man. This is all I do have to... Plus, I don't think they would just do that in the background. They would show us him becoming the new marshal or whatever. I do have to mention Ryan Wara in the chat says, How did the three of you sit so silent on this episode for a whole week? Amazing self control. I didn't. I said last week. (laughs) But no, in all seriousness, it's one of those things that when you have the opportunity and pleasure to work with Lucasfilm and Disney and get screeners, like you don't risk that. You just keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Um, yeah. So any, so Boba Fett chapter 19, lock it in. Uh, But maybe not. But anyone else have any predictions they want to toss out there before we uh, round this out? I mean, uh, it, Kevin's such good friends with Paul. I don't, I don't know what he knows. He might have all the predictions. <laughs> oh, that's true. Maybe, <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe Paul's got loose lips. <laughs> yeah, when you're Poker lucky face. enough to get screeners anything. or know people. No, who Paul are in definitely the show. doesn't yeah. because I've watched Boba Squadron, and they'll be like, "It was the night the trailer came out for season three that Paul was in, and they were sitting there and they were going, Paul, you didn't tell us you were in this,' and he's like." I, I can't. I literally can't tell you. And he's on the podcast discussing pros, the trailer. That he's, yeah, yeah, it was hilarious. Absolute legend. Fun. Yeah, I try not. I I think that's how like you can get to be friends with people. It's like I, you know, just treat them like a re- regular dude, and, and and we're friends, right? It was but, really you know. funny. You guys were all like, "Why didn't you tell us?" And he's like, "Well, why would I tell you?" Yeah, why would he tell us? He, you know, <laughs> being in Star Wars or telling these three like weirdos, like no. Just be in Star Wars. That's it. it it's it's more fun that way. It was it's, really it's funny. way more fun. We always tease him. We're like, oh, what's uh you know, we'll 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 predict something and then be like, oh, what's that? Is that a call from from John? Is that a text? Is that a text from Dave on your phone? Like, shut sure. up, you know. So it's 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 fun. It's fun part of the 
part of the show but what a great episode that like i feel like we could talk so much there's stuff that you know we can talk about for we Kevin, can keep I going, think you gotta man. come back and and talk regular star wars too and by yeah. regular star wars i mean outside of mandalorian oh my gosh yeah. just to be on about... the regular show yeah yeah any anytime i'm down to oh hey yoko the weirdos <laughs> that's yoko's from our show she has a great collection if you guys like collections go follow yoko uh james kevin actually does a lot of the they do bad batch reviews on their show Ooh, yeah james bad is ours was good today batch. too yeah bad bad yeah it uh, was deep we should talk man. about that a little bit like i yeah. i feel like people were really hype hype on uh this episode of bad batch uh media going into the episode like get ready for tomorrow fans uh even you know i noticed like our Bad Batch review had more plays than our Mandalorian review. Oh, um, just our, our like quick thoughts on, on the episode and stuff. And I was like, I was like, why is that the case? And I looked and it was like, it was all like YouTube search, like people being like Bad Batch review and stuff. And I was like, you know, I love, I loved the episode. I thought it was good, but I was trying to figure out like, is there something even bigger that I'm missing? Like that people are like, you, you got to watch this. John, you said you got to watch this before you watch Mandalorian. And I'm like, Whoa, before it was good. I know. I was like, it was good, but I was like, I love, oh, no, I didn't say you had to. No, 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 no. You said you saw that. You saw people oh, a bunch saying, of people were saying you got to watch yeah. bad batch before Mando. And watch I thought bad that meant there was four man. Like, yeah. Yeah. But it was a heavy episode of bad batch. That's for sure. And you were like, ha, suckers, I already watched it last week. Yeah, for anybody that, yeah, I was, I was like, I see both these, yeah. Um, for anybody that hasn't watched my Do review like of that? Bad Batch, though, <laughs> it, was, it was all Metal Gear, man. If you're a fan of the Metal Gear franchise, uh, I don't know if you are, Kevin, but it was it felt very much like that to me with like the one soldier being a tool of the government being replaced as he gets older. And like, I don't know, morality of a soldier and all this. I was like, dude, it, it's uh it was very much like a metal gear thing. And I, I think that connected with people. I think there, there's a, a theme from bad batch today and Mando. I don't want in case people haven't watched it yet. Bad batch. There's a theme that carries mm -hmm. over between the two, the two episodes. You know, people are just like, you know, just getting off work. Only had time to watch Mando and join here. But go check out the Bad Batch episode and go watch the review on this channel. I wish go they watch. spread stuff out a little bit for people because I think it would just give time to ingest the, the media better. The same like day get, is definitely interesting. It's insane. And it's unfair for fans that have like, because spoilers and stuff, you feel like you mm -hmm. have to like watch Are they everything. both at 3 a.m.? Is it like, choose? Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't do the Wednesday Green launch. Green Goblin. And back now to choose. Oh, that's a good meme. Yeah. You should you should make that. <laughs> and the we're getting ready to head into when they're going to do two Bad Batch episodes on the same day. This the last two episodes are sort of like the finale combined, and that's going to drop the same day as a Mandalorian episode. So it's like it's tough. Oh man, yeah, it's it's a lot. It's heavy duty, but it. I, I mean. We're, we're getting a lot of uh a lot of star wars and there's a lot more coming and you know we were talking at the top about how clone wars fans and rebels fans are are thriving right now as as they say are well um, fed yeah yeah uh but and ahsoka is not even here yet you know so that that one for rebels fans oh my gosh wild yeah including myself um but uh lacy let's um 
get to the remaining super chats and I, I see we had a follow-up comment from um, someone as well. And then uh, we'll let everyone know because I know there were a few people in the comments. They, they want to find out where to go to get Kevin's shows. So we'll get to that after these comments. Lacey, are you muted? Muted. I am muted. Sorry. My cat was there meowing, we go. so I muted myself. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Can everybody my else hear him but me? And then... before. Yeah. <laughs> when my cat starts meowing, I mute myself. <laughs> Is it Chubbs? Anyway, yeah, it's Chubbs. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So Raven, who's new. Hi, Raven. That's what I was saying. Hello, Raven. Uh, she asked, sorry to be a newbie pain, but who's who on the panel? Do you all have names like nameplates like Blockbuster style? So I'm Lacey. <laughs> James is to my right. John is below James. And then our buddy Kevin from Toying Around is our guest who's below below me. Um, but we'll get into plugs and stuff right nice after Nice to meet that, you, Raven. It's, it's awesome to have you here. I've seen a couple new people in the chat. We're, we're, we love yeah, having people here. We love chatting with you guys. So thank you so much. So David Ford, thank you for the super chat, said, no Cara Dune, no problem. We've got Boku Bokutan. <laughs> oh, Bo-Katan. French. It's very fancy. <laughs> That's your Bo-Ku. real name, Dave. <laughs> thank you so much for the super chat and then we have cow thanks for the super chat said great episode nine out of ten loved seeing grogu getting more to do and katie sackoff killed it in this episode thanks jrb yeah. no thank oh you kyle gosh. and yes thank you kyle this you. was the best episode for bo-katan so far and i can only imagine it's going to be that much better katie is killing it yeah. which we knew she would she's mm-hmm. killing yeah. it yeah um all right kevin and by the way kyle i love his profile pictures with uh, Giancarlo esposito so He's waiting it for is. that guy to show up. It is. Yeah, very cool. Nice. Um, and Grogu. Uh, so, <laughs> Kevin, let people know where they can find both of your shows, your channel, everything. You on social media, just oh. like, don't even limit yourself. Just go for it. Give us all of it. Yeah. All right. How much time do you all have? I'm kidding. Um, on YouTube <laughs> here, it's uh, Toying Around, at Toying Around. Uh, I stream. In the chat. Oh, yeah. The link in the chat. Awesome. Thank you so much. On Mondays, we do it's called Bad Batch Case of the Mondays. And the Boba Squadron is the, the podcast. We talk about the new shows, collecting Star Wars toys, things like that. Uh, Yoko in the chat is part of it. My friend Ernie the Fallen Fett. And of course, Carson Tava himself, Paul Sun Young Lee. Uh, Thursdays is Unboxing Thursdays. I sit there, open toys with some friends and get to chat. It's kind of like this. We get, you know, it's interactive with the people who are mm-hmm. watching. It's a lot of fun. Get to see new toys. Uh, I did a quick series called Hunting Around where I go toy hunting with some friends at Toys R Us. Here in Canada, we still have Toys R Us. And uh, we just go ah, and, We have and, them here in Macy's. Uh, I mean, do you? No, 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 no shade or any. Well, no, full shade. But I don't know if that's a real. It's like a Pizza Hut Express in Walmart. It's just not the same. <laughs> yeah. We still have it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I hope it gets to the point that it used to be because that's yeah. it's having yeah. a full dedicated toy store is uh oh, it's, it's missed. KB Toys missed, Toy Works missed. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. to KB Toys. But yeah, I'm toying around <laughs> on YouTube, Instagram. I post a lot of stuff there, Boba Squadron on Instagram. And if you have Twitch or any other thing anyway, you can all connect to it from my instagram or toying around.ca because canada for the website ah yes toronto because canada and <laughs> a lot of sentences that way maple um all right so thank you uh make sure you do check out all those spots to uh hang and listen to what uh, kevin has to say because obviously he made a lot of awesome points on this show so um just imagine what he's like on his own program so 
Um, we we do want to say thank you to everybody who has been listening, watching, being a part of TRB. Thank you so, so, so much. We appreciate that. Again, if you want to support us, patreon.com slash resistance broadcast, or just subscribe on your preferred podcast app. And of course, our channel, youtube.com slash at the resistance broadcast. Uh, have to give a special shout out to our generals and spice runners on Patreon, uh, as always. So thank you, Carmelo, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Frank Ronde, Darth Hurricane, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Danny, Mike Ramori, Matt Heath, Brendan McLaughlin, Count Pepto, Sneaky Zebra, Paul Sullivan, Aaron Ellington, Diana, Ivar, and Micah Harrison, and Spice Runners, David Provost, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gelnar, Ryan Wara, Dave Hornack, Thomas Hennessy, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, and Michael Fry. Thank you, and thank you, everybody, awesome. for all of your continued support. Appreciate that. Uh, Johnny Hoey on Twitter for me and my movie podcast, Just Like the Movies. Uh, we just put out an episode on the original Scream. So if you're going to go see the new Scream, uh, check us out as we talk about the OG on Just Like the Movies. Uh, Lacey, how about you? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin and on TikTok at It's Lacey Gillerin. Uh, yeah, I love Star Wars. And happy <laughs> International Women's Day again. Lacey. Thank you so much. Yes. It's really important to celebrate people. One of the oh, best yeah. ambassadors for women in star wars fandom right here folks absolutely um lacy doesn't like compliments but i had to say it because i believe it uh james what about you our bad batch review man man (laughs) bad batcher no you can find me on twitter and instagram at myra trunks and obviously like john said on the bad batch reaction show every wednesday uh normally at like 3 30 like right after the show comes out and uh i'm just gonna throw it out there right now because i'm super excited i'm going to this saturday i'm going to my first ever like major league sporting event because i'm going to see fc cincinnati play going with a couple buddies from high school and it's going to be a great time and i'm very excited about it um so you can find me at tql stadium Awesome, dude. Hope you have a blast. Um, all right. So, Kevin, thank you again so much for coming on, man. It was a lot of fun chatting um, with you. And you you have a key to the resistance base, so please come back anytime. Thank you so much. <laughs> it was a blast. I didn't know awesome. I was, yeah, like I said earlier, I didn't know I was invite worthy. So I really appreciate yes. this. And, yes, uh, Kevin, so I'm like your shows. biggest fan. I'm constantly yeah. liking his stuff on Instagram and I'm afraid because <laughs> it tells you when you like stories, like the person directly. <laughs> and I forget that. So I'm always like, yeah, and like hyping him up. And then I'm like, oh, he gets every single one of these every time. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not weird at all. No, wait, I, I have a problem with sounding insincere hype, sometimes, hype. but I was being serious. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, man. Um, and we will be back next week to discuss chapter 19 uh, with the return of Boba Fett. Bang. Uh, with our guest, an awesome and popular cosplayer and author, Jedi Manda. So uh, we are excited to be joined by Jedi Manda next week and talk the next phase chapter in The Mandalorian. So thank you to everybody for joining us. On behalf of James Lacey and myself, thanks for watching, listening, being a part of TRB, and we'll see you next time. But don't forget, Monday, uh, if you're going to Star Wars Celebration, we're doing our big-time Star Wars Celebration prep episode. Uh, Mm -hmm. Lacey used to work the event. She went to the London one. We're going to get you all ready to go for Celebration. But we're doing other stuff, too, if you're not going to Celebration. So check us out on Monday, next time, right here on the Resistance Broadcast. We'll see you around, kids. 